This is Tuesday, September 20th. What connects every generation? How can we know common cause with the generations that have not even yet been born? Now, this week we've been looking at how to empower the coming generations. First, we started yesterday with an abiding hope in God. We rest on the promises of God, knowing that He's entered into covenant with His people. We know that God is faithful to His Word, and we trust in Him. But there is more. Of course, we know a common humanity with all generations. We struggle and live with brokenness and sin. As one writer put it, we're all broken by something. We've all hurt someone and been hurt. Our brokenness is also the source of our common humanity, the basis for our shared search for comfort and meaning and healing. Our shared vulnerability and imperfection nurtures and sustains our capacity for compassion. Yes, we may feel tension and perhaps even the experience of conflict between the generations, but we know that each person in each generation is in need of grace. We need forgiveness and healing from God. We find ourselves deeply and permanently connected in our common humanity, in our sin, and in our need for reconciliation with God. Here's our scripture text for today, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 18. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I remember reading the story of Burt Reynolds. You may remember him, the famous actor, and how devastating his second divorce was. He was undone, had nowhere to go, no one who could understand and encouraged him. Then he realized that because of the love of his parents, he could always go home. You see, his parents were Christ followers. They always treated him with grace. So he got in his car and drove across the country. His parents were living in Florida at the time, so that he could go and be with them. His parents weren't self-righteous or even critical. They knew sin themselves, and they knew the misery that comes with sin. So they welcomed their son home with open arms and unconditional love. They nurtured him and loved him back to emotional health, sharing with him the love of God the one who has loved us in our sin. Now that's the point in this letter that Paul has written to the Corinthians. Because Jesus has loved us, we find a love for one another. We are constrained, as he says, to share that love abroad. Now this is a powerful connection of love that comes from the way God has loved us freely. He hasn't loved us because we've gotten everything right. As that writer we looked at earlier said, all of us are broken. All of us have the same longings for comfort and healing in our lives. 
Now we may look at other generations and easily see their sin. But as Jesus explained, it's like the person with a plank in their eye trying to pick a tiny speck out of someone else's eye. We can't see others clearly because of the sin in our lives. And the brokenness we know, well, it's clouded the way for us and shaped the way we see others. Instead, the gospel humbles us, reminding us that each of us can only be saved by grace. Human effort doesn't help with that, even a little bit. In our humility, we can apply the salve of God's love. And that's what Paul says happens in us. We've been so loved and forgiven that we join in God's ministry of reconciliation. We share with the coming generations the love that has changed our lives and that has set us free from sin and death. This is what Burt Reynolds learned from his parents, that the grace of God was sufficient for him, for all the failure he'd racked up in his life. So you ask, how can we apply this? I think we start with the admission of our sin and our need for a Savior, not by pointing our finger at others, but by repenting of the sin in our lives and receiving and resting on Christ alone. When we do this, we stop looking at people from a worldly point of view, as Paul calls it. Instead, we become bearers of God's grace, those known for loving the broken because God has loved us. So how can we change criticism of the other generations into an expression of gospel love? It's only through Christ. Let's pray. Holy God, criticism seems to come naturally to us. But to love others, Lord, only you can teach us this way. Empower us with your forgiving love so that we might love the generation that is coming. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.